Let this be the years, the best of the wine. Let your tears and joys be echoed with mine. Every plan we made for touching the sky. That's right. The sweet tones of Gone Globus Theater on your Sunday morning radio taking you into the over-easy eggs. We're back with you. Because you know what? Murray, something happened. And what, what, March Madness? It, it didn't drive people mad. They just kept coming back. Well, mad for us. Right. We're used to that frenzy, though. Yeah, well, no. This was even bigger. Oh, this was bigger. Well, this is why we're doing it. This is a thank you to the people for making March Merman is such a momentous event for us. It was like our downloads had the mumps. Yeah. They were bulging. Exactly. Everywhere. So we're giving you this little bonus tippy tap, an extra extra taste of Kojak. Right. Because you loved Kojak the first time we did it. I hope there's, this isn't the law of diminishing returns. I hope you like this one, too. Right. Like, you, uh, this better not be a love bomb situation where you just want to hit us with that Kojak appreciation and then you get to pull it under our feet here. Because Kojak really is right up our alley. There's something about Kojak that just fits right in. What He's, is it about Kojak? I, don't, I think I explained it on the first one. I just relate to him. You, it's just my, because you relate to him. Uh, it's nothing about how the episodes play out. Well, it's how I would, uh, I would, I think I would attack the problem the same way as Kojak. Always okay, tough, but always fair. Always fair. I mean, if you were a cop and I knew you as a cop, I would have I would never to def- be a cop, but I would have to defend you as a cop if you were the Kojak of cops, right? Because Kojak is like, we got to back this guy. He's our brother, but also, we need to figure out if he actually did this thing. Because we need to... He, Kojak is about getting to the truth. He says it in the episode. Yeah. But since uh, not only are we doing... Not only is Kojak big for us, Rambo is big for us. So we're like, how do we, we, we honor this? There's I no, know. There's no way, Murray. Well, there is a way. No, no, there's no way. There's a way. There's a way. Wait a minute. You got Sly on this episode? Are we going to cut the Sly? Baby Stallone, pre-Rocky Stallone, is the star co-star of this episode so it's the perfect episode to finish march merman is on you get stallone you get telly stallone savala savala stallone you get both it's incredible i can't believe you found this have you looked into other actors that have been on kojak there's been a lot I, yeah there's been a lot just was, like colombo where it's just you know you got your fucking johnny cashes and your everybody right. just happens up here there right, you get, so gotta start somewhere we, there's a John P. Ryan episode we'll probably do next. Ooh, John P. He's amazing in it. 
So this was awesome because Stallone, I've never really been like too big on him, and we've mostly done his dumb action movies. So I gotta say, he emotes pretty well in this episode. Yeah. He's pretty impressive as an actor. He makes a great crooked cop. He makes well. You're spoiling it a little bit there, but he oh, makes no. a great fucking cop because you can you feel like he's a weasel right off the bat. He's a super cop. He, he's definitely a super cop, and he's working on. You see it in the first scene. He's working on his Cobra uh, facade. He looked like I think it was it was his partner. Remember his partner in Cobra? He had the little schoolboy cap. His partner did have the schoolboy. Maybe cap. he was like, maybe you, you should try this look, and he like dressed him up for Cobra. Well, yeah, he took the hat off and saw his hair, and he was like, I can't cover this mane. I gotta let that shine. And then he saw the aviators. It's like, no, I gotta get me some of those. And then it was like, how can I danger this up a degree? Match. Degree, degree, fire, match, of course. Yeah, this was kind of the proto-Cobra. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Because we start off with, not Kojak, with Stallone. Yeah. Playing young Rick Daly. Hot shot cop. He's a patrolman. He's finally getting his big break from Kojak. Kojak saw something in young Rick Daly and said, I want to put you on the cat burglar uh, stakeout we got. Right, because apparently he was in some other district or something. Yeah. And basically the big leagues is being pulled into Kojak's crew. Right. The co-crew. The co- right. The yeah. co-co-crew. <laughs> and so... Him and his partner, like, we can't believe it. We're working for fucking Kojak now. And they're super excited. So, like, Stallone, he's... I I did have a problem. I thought he was over-propping himself. He had the fucking schoolboy cap. He had a Too pencil much. behind the ear. Yeah. He had a toothpick in the mouth. Yep. Lose the pencil. You got to lose something. Like, and pick one off. If you need an accessory, we know this. We talk about it all the time. You get a Vinny sandwich. All right? Yeah. Or... In the Kojak universe, you get a styrofoam cup, a small, like, six-ounce styrofoam cup of coffee. Uh, it's an espresso. Espre- is it espresso? <laughs> no, I'm sure they, they did Sanka or some shit. This like fucking that. cop crew had a fucking espresso Yeah, machine. of course. Co- only the best for Kojak. Of course. That was Stavros' job, was having to make fucking coffee for everybody. <laughs> But he's also got the great denim jacket with some back patch of like it looked like some nineteen twenties twenties flapper girl or some shit. Yeah, it was like one of those kind of like uh, astrology type girls or something. I've seen that shit somewhere. I don't remember where. No. So all right, we set up Stallone. Now we're gonna get to uh, some kids. We're in an apartment in New York. You're, you live out of New York. You gotta have your fucking pigeons on the rooftop. That's it's it's Mike Tyson. Everybody's just did gonna that. say Mike Tyson can tell you all about it. So, but you gotta take care of them. So this like ten year old boy, he's got to go up to feed. He, yep. he probably got caught up in his homework, so it's late at night. But he's still got to feed. Those, those birds got to eat. He's got the big brother at home. Like, where are you going? And mom's in the kitchen doing dishes like moms do. Well, and she's also the ethnic mom. You know, straight off of the boat. Well, yeah, we learned that, too, through a small little line, a throwaway, if you will. And so this kid's like, hey, the pigeons, they got to eat. Well, no, they were born in America. Come on, let's get these kids some fucking... Well, he's trying to show shade on his mom. And so he goes up there. As he's walking upstairs, two guys burst out of an apartment fighting... It's New York. He's used to it. It's New York. It's the 70s. Murray, you tell me all the time when I was Ugh. walking at four year old, years old trying to go down to the old peep booth. It was like, I saw fights every day. Peep booth? Yeah. No, I wasn't going to peep booth at four years old. What kind of creep are you? The creepiest of creeps. 
Um, so I was going to buy comic books or something like that. Pete, Okay. So, yeah, these guys are fighting. One of them, we recognize this guy, Charles Napier. Murdoch, we know he's a weasel because that's all he does is play weasels. He won our Weasel of the Week uh, exactly. at the Rambo. And he's episode. winning it this week because he's pretty weaselly in this right. one. And the, it's like you said, the kid's just like, up. Oh, Tuesday, whatever. I see this. He literally does shrug it <laughs> right. and walk upstairs. So he goes up there, and then the guys, great stunt work by these guys. They're, they're throwing themselves down staircases. They really are. And that's when it's finally like they, they hit that mark, and then you get the close-up of the shwink. It was a, well, it was a, yeah, it was like a jackknife, yeah. but it was like the most obnoxious fucking loud noise. To it do. was. Foley artists went out of we've had a, We've had trouble with uh, Foley effects for various yeah. objects, motorcycle in this week's main episode, yeah. uh, and knife effects in this episode. So the man with the knife always beats the man without the knife, and... Uh, the, well, uh, scissors beats paper. Right. Knife beats hand. Hands. So he stabs the guy and then hauls ass out of there. And then there's like the like annoying busybody lady who hears it. Bitch has like a two foot chain on her door. Like I think it defeats the purpose of having a chain. She opens the door. This long ass fucking chain. A full grown man could force her way is yeah. what Murray's trying to yeah. say. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Help me, help!" And she's like, shuts it. You know. Yeah, I don't want any. But she does call the cops. She does. At least she did that much. So they get so now Stallone, uh, excuse me, Daly and his partner Nemo are like in the vicinity. So they get to hear the call on the radio, and they're like, "We gotta go check this out." And he's like, "No, we don't. We're here to do the stakeout." What was the partner's name? Is Sam. He, yeah, Sam Nemo. So Sam was just like, "Kojak's got us here for a reason. We need a stakeout." No. I'll do a super cup. We gotta fucking take care of this. We shit. gotta take care of every single last thing in our vicinity. So, so they he, rush over. They haul ass there, run in. What's going on? Lady, tell me what is going on. I love this. I love this whole fucking scene. Him and that voice saying, what's going on? And the lady's just like, I don't know what's going on. And the the whole thing is just anarchy. You don't know well, what's going on. Well, it no is anarchy because she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's like, I saw the man go upstairs. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get him. And then he runs up to the roof. As soon as he opens the door, opens fire, <laughs> shoots. But all that's up there is the little boy with his fucking bird seed. Mm. And we've got Sam, his partner, going up the fire escape to make right. sure the burglar wasn't coming down the fire escape right. that supposedly was up on the roof. And as he's coming up, he hears two more shots. So there's been three shots. Right. There's a wide gap. Between the first and second shot. There's yeah. three shots. And he goes up there, and then we see the kid. Mama. And he's like, I, I don't know. I, the guy shot at me. And like, so we. So. His story is that a guy shot at him, he yep. returned fire, and the guy shot at him again. Yep. All right, so now we're getting into the Kojak. Unlike Columbo, this doesn't take 20-something minutes sometimes. Well, yeah, I want to, first of all, it's like five. Uh, apologize for this episode because it's a very convoluted story. It's a and tough we one. probably will fuck it up. It's very important, though. This yeah. is a really interesting story, especially for yeah, the well, but yes, Yeah, it's ripped from the headlines. I mean, yeah. this is controversial as, I don't know, say Will Smith slapping a guy. But not, What? When did that happen? Yeah, that didn't happen at oh, all. Okay. That's all. That's Nelson Mandela in our brains. So 
the, all Kojak arrives, the some inspector arrives. And of course, the 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 main entree today, you know, you got to talk to Rick. You got to figure out what Rick saw, what Rick said happened and everything. And he starts going on about, yeah, I came through, and there was a guy, a, bi- a giant lurching guy. Long hair, scraggly beard. I saw him. He was threatening me. I, I shot at him. I said, I'm standing my ground, and Kojak nods. He's like, good. That's what I taught you. And, of course, he's got his right. long cigarello c- cigar, Fred right. Williams style, like real uh, thin, real long. And, of course, he, Kojak trusts him. He's a cop. It's a brotherhood here. So he believes everything he says. He's like, and sounds good to me. We got to think about this, too. Kojak vouched for him and said, right. bring this kid to my crew. Right. So, so yeah, he's got some pressure on him. And we're, we're going to see this thrown in Kojak's face later. Yeah, well, because then Captain Nolan comes up. This is cop, I guess, that... I don't know if this is in, like, Kojak's area precinct or not. Maybe I think this was, like, this Nolan's precinct. Because he's just like... I don't know, man. This sounds pretty sketchy. We're going to have fucking people. The kid got killed. We're going to have fucking all these groups coming after our Reporters, ass. Reporters, the news, everybody's going to be They're after us, this. man. There's open season on cops. And so we're already getting some of the preliminary evidence in because, of course, Rick said, I shot once. I got shot at twice. Somebody shot at me. And so they have his gun. Like right there, they have his gun. They pull it. They open the chamber. One bullet's missing. Right. And do they find they find a second gun immediately, don't they? Because they're like not immediately. No, they, they find do. the bullet holes that are supposedly behind well, them. I don't know if they do that, but Kojak says look for the slugs from this other gun. Okay, then maybe it was Sam who said I heard two other shots fired because there there is three accounted for right here. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah Sam he heard them, and so uh, this uh, Rocco, this other inspector, he's just like Kojak. This is on you. This was your fucking guy. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it was right here. And then Crocker, yeah, he's like, hey, we found a gun. It's a Saturday Night Special. It was in an air duct. So Saturday we- Night Special, Murray, this is some lingo here. Yeah. What does that mean? Saturday Night Special is like a like a dirt cheap gun that you, is used specifically for committing crimes. Like a burner phone? Yes, exactly like a burner phone. It would like A lot of them like blow up in your fucking hands because they're so cheap, but that's the whole point because you're just going to use it to kill somebody and then you're going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. You're never going to keep it. So, yeah, so he's like, we found the, it's case closed, Kiko Jack, we found the gun, don't worry about it. So now we're back at the precinct, the reporters are all ready to fucking write up Rick as his killer, even though, as far as we know, he's been exonerated, everything, you know. Uh, Murray, we're in America, the man's not guilty before he goes to trial. So that's what they're trying to remind the reporters, like, you can't just throw aspersions on this guy. So we learned that the, the, the knife, Vic, the guy who stabbed, his name's Conway. He's a petty criminal. And so, you know, it's like, okay. But it's strange because he's got, he got stabbed. Why would a guy with a gun stab a guy? Yeah, really. But, you know, hey, whatever. Shit happens. So Captain Nolan's talking with Kojak, and he's like, look, man, our men on the street have targets on their back, Kojak. Everybody wants to even the score. We got to clean this shit up fast. That doesn't sound like anything happening today whatsoever. And Kojak always fucking straight to the point. He's like, you going to say something? Yeah, you told me this last week. You're like, Kojak does not ever talk up to anybody or into the eye of anybody. He talks down to everybody. <laughs> right. He's got the mayor. He's got anybody. <laughs> he's just like, are you fucking talking to me, Kojak? You pipsqueak. Why don't you go through a fucking town meeting and tell these people exactly what happened then? 
He does not fucking mince words. Yeah, he gets to the point. It's like, why don't you just tell the fucking reporters we live in a fucking crazy, sick world, and we all we got are these cops protecting our ass. <laughs> I love this. He gets cheeky about it. He says, tell them we live in a naughty place <laughs> where people do crime. <laughs> I loved it. I don't know why. Telly is so good at delivering that right, shit. Right, because he's just... Kojak, much like me, constant state of irritated. So he's just like, are you talking to me, motherfucker? I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time. So he heads out, and he's gonna. T- he needs to talk to Rick. And like they're like going. Well, they're going over the story again because Nolan. He's there's something fits Nolan. He's not a fucking brotherhood. He's not a. You know, he's not down with the blue man. He's he's ready to cross that thin blue line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, tell me again what happened. Yeah, and- captain's in between the line of politics and uh, backing the blue. And so Kojak just overhears Rick, like, telling the captain about, like, right. the whole scenario again. So we get to hear the story again because that's very important when you're hearing somebody who, you know, was a part of something that seems sketchy. Do they get their story straight? So that's right. that's an ongoing thing of this So episode. Kojak, being a man of honor, he's like, I have to pay my respects to the mother. Of course. And last time we did an episode, he paid respects to his own family. Now we're right. seeing him do it to a stranger. And of course, obviously, they're not really cool with that, you know. Especially the brother, he's just like, "What the fuck? This guy murdered my brother. Why hasn't he been arrested yet?" And Coach is like, "Look, we just want to. We got to find the facts first. We're gonna. All I can promise you is that we're gonna get you the truth." That's right. This kid is like fucking blowing snot all over his jacket. You guys are the worst. You killed my brother. And Kojak is just taking it with those fucking tinted glasses and that beautiful brimmed hat on. She's like, "Kid." Look, all we're after is the truth. You can count on it. And then the mob is like, I, I gave them American names. I named them Super Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog. American, proud American names. <laughs> the most American names ever. <laughs> Their dad made them eat chili dogs and uh, mushrooms, I guess. Yeah. So Kojak, he's like, all right, I'm bailing. All I can promise is the truth. We'll do it for you. So now, villain time. Our knife man, we learned his name's Marty, and he's got a hoe named Carol. And she's a high-maintenance hoe. You can tell. Are you, are you sure you weren't going to fucking uh, uh, that old comedian Dice Clay bit there? We got a hoe. We got a man named Marty and a hoe named Carol. No, I don't know what you're oh, okay. talking about. Is that, a, is that a Andrew Dice Clay bit? Yeah, that's how all of his bits started. I thought you were doing a bit. I, did, I, did I do anything about a nursery rhyme? No. Oh, you did it, but it would sound like one. Hickory dickory dock. We can tell she's a high-maintenance bitch because she's like putting finger in like nail polish. She's always put, doing her makeup and shit. That's her character arc. Th- that's how you know a chick's up to no good is when they're always in bed doing makeup. Right. Yeah. And they get a knock at the door because he's, he needs a paper. Marty needs a paper. And... We know this guy's a paper boy because he's got this little paper boy hat on. Well, did you notice the door chain? Two feet long. I actually thought that one was kind of shorter. Yeah, I think was, this guy's a criminal, so he knows his it, door chains. It was 19 inches long. I They're holed up in a hotel because, you know, the heat's on him because he just murdered a guy. But then he sees this fucking newspaper headline, Hero Cop Shoots at Murderer Boy, and he's like, what the fuck? I wasn't even on the goddamn roof. They're trying to pin this shit on me. Very interesting. Is this a good or a bad narrator? I don't know who to believe at this point, Murray. That's the point. I don't know what to do. 
Well, we know what Kojak knows what to do. He goes back to the scene of the crime, and he finds the inspector again. There's reporters out there. The DA shows up. They want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, you said it all. They're doing, like, a whole fucking story about it. They're trying to say, like, yeah, we've got, you know, Rick Daly. It looks like he's a suspect, so we're going to let him go to court and everything. We're going to back him, of course, back to blue. But, you know, there's a lot of things to be figured out here. We just want to make sure people feel comfortable with their police force. And so Kojak's, of course, got to have his word in there with the DA and everything afterwards. Right. It's like, look, we're going to get you what you need. This is, uh, I'm sure it's it's legit. Well, we're going to get you evidence. And then Stavros waddles up, and he's got a little manila envelope, and he's like, hey, we're taking up a collection for the family for the funeral. Kojak pulls out this gigantic wad. Not even breaking eye contact <laughs> with the captain. Yeah, he not care. He, he just goes into his wallet, doesn't drop his eye contact, and is snapping bills into his hand and drops them into the manila. Right. I saw those bills. Oh. I have the laser disc version. Those were $1,000 bills. I didn't even know they had $1,000. What lieutenant is getting paid in thousands? Kojak. Colombo drove a fucking shit heap. Yeah. He dressed like shit, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then... Kind of, and then the other guys are like, oh, I guess now we got to put some money in. Fuck, I was hoping to get away before Stavros came here. So they guiltily put in like $2 each. And then Kojak just throws, he just looks at the wad in his hand, just throws the entire wad he in. snickers at them <laughs> and throws the rest of the wad in. And that's my favorite. And here's the rest of the story. Here's the rest of the wad of cash. Totally shaming these motherfuckers. God, he is, he, the power games that Kojak plays is fascinating. So now Kojak gets back, goes back to the precinct. Captain Nolan's there. And he's like, look, I did, something's up with this fucking cop. I, I checked his fucking record. He's got a history of pulling guns on people. Constantly pulling guns on. Have you ever heard of Brianna Taylor? Never mind. Oh, yeah. That was too serious. <laughs> and Kojak's like, so what? You know, is youthful indiscretion. We've, who hasn't pulled a gun on a guy when he pisses you off? Right. Of course. So he's just like, he's a good cop now. I can see that. I can see it in his eyes. I read his eyes. And then the captain's like, wait, wait a minute. Okay, if the the guy, if this guy stabbed a guy downstairs, why would he have a gun? Why would he need to shoot both the guys? Well, because the guy likes to stab people, but when you got a highly trained cop, that's right, you got to use a gun. Of course, he understood the threat level. Right, he, Conway, some schmuck, petty fucking criminal. We're talking about Sly Stall. I mean, Rick Daly. He's, He's got a so pencil behind his ear. Pencil, the little newsboy cap. He was intimidated. He saw him in that flash of a second and decided, you know what? Knife's not going to do this job. And, of course, Kojak's like, look, why aren't you back in the blue? I'm going to back the blue. I mean, I know I don't have evidence to prove he's innocent, but do you have evidence to prove he's guilty? Right. Captain does the international symbol, hands tied. I got no evidence is what he's trying to say. But he's going to find some. This This is a good tussle. So Kojak, Stavros, and Crocker are at Conway's apartment, and they're 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 tossing it. Uh, Stavros, he's sniffing the underwear. He's getting too deep into it. He's like, "Why does this Conway guy got woman's clothing? Is he a transvestite yeah. or something?" He's literally like, "Bra, 
bro- and holding him up to the camera, <laughs> and they let this scene play out for a while just to show how much of a creep. Like they really try to elevate Kojak by showing how much of a creep Stavos is, uh. just to have Kojak turn around and be like. Fucking calm down with the training undergarments. Right. He actually puts like a bra up on Star Wars. Maybe your big man tits could be holed up by these. You've told me, you told me, again, you told me about Kojak and his emasculation of everybody. <laughs> right. his... Well, especially Stavros, because that's his real life brother. Oh, okay. So he has to fuck with him constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And then you, he's fat shaming. He literally <laughs> takes calls in his episodes. Oh, you really can put it away. <laughs> like, he is constantly fat shaming people. And then he's like, he goes up to Crocker. Look, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna find some fucking evidence because I'm gonna prove that that uh, captain wrong. And as he walks out, there's a there's a crooked, crooked, elbow. and he, he he puts it straight. This is a classic Kojak move. He goes, "Hallelujah, baby." Makes no sense at no all. No sense. But, I love it. But that's it. the thing. He he says it, and then he leaves the room immediately. I loved it. No time to think about it. <laughs> right. It's just this beautiful throwaway, <laughs> and that's perfection for these type of characters. I loved it every second of that scene. So now Rick, he's drowning his sorrows at a bar. He's shitting bricks because he's worried about that grand jury. He's with his partner. Yeah, partner Sam. And all he's thinking about is himself. He, the kid's dead. Yes. And he's like, have you seen these like oh, these, these fucking letters that send me? Pig, murderer. Yeah, I yeah. have to say, again, it's reminding me too much of today. And you know what? Maybe that's why I like this episode. Maybe it's why I hated this episode is because it was too reflective of today where a guy will go, Ted Cruz will go on the news be like, I got all this hate mail here about me going to Cancun and banning my uh, constituents here. That's what he's doing here. He's like, I got this hate mail that says I should be dead. You didn't murder a child, possibly. So and he's like, oh, I, I saw I saw a show. I got confused. And his partner's like, wait, wait a minute. I thought you saw a guy. So he's getting, he's like, I want, you're my partner, but what's going on? He's like, he's like shut the fuck up. Don't say that. Don't say that in the grand jury if you saw a shadow. I was so intrigued by this fucking episode. Because we're so used to cop shows being constantly cops are the only fucking thing saving this world from itself. And this episode is building up a story to say a cop wasn't doing the right thing. And now his partner is even like, wait a minute. Now your story, you're flip-flopping. Your story's not straight. I told you earlier, think about what the story he's telling. He's suddenly not getting it straight anymore. What is happening here? Can I doubt the blue? I want it back think. to blue, but I'm doubting the blue. You got, you, you got, you can't have full faith in anything, Griff. You got to always have a certain amount of doubt. That's called being a human being. I call it get getting Big Willie style. It's being a grown up. Yeah. So Kojak, he's back at the precinct. He's got visitors. Detective Buchinski shows up, and he's just, he's just like, yeah, that gun you found, that Serenade special. There's some guy who. Uh, Went down south, brought up a shitload of them, and he's been selling. He's been selling them all over the Bronx. So these Saturday specials are all over the place. So I think I got some leads on where we can find the origin of this gun. So Kojak's love. He's like, "Oh, you're doing. I'll I'll make sure to go get you the the mm-hmm. finest corned beef sandwiches in town." Again, fat guy. He's like, "Let me right. get you a sandwich, fatty." You ever had a Vinny's kid? And oh, then man. he slaps him a little in the face. And now we got to go back over to our villain. Very quick shots in this. This is why it makes it hard for podcast fodder yeah. here. Yeah, it was hard. So we're going back over to Marty, our villain, everybody. 
And uh, he's getting a call. He's been, of course, he's been camped out in yeah. that uh, hotel room. Right. He's been waiting for his connection to call him up in yeah. Florida because they got a place for him to hide. And so, of course, his lady there is complaining about not being able to go out, and she wants to get her clothes. Right. That's the thing that keeps coming right. up. And he gets his call, and he's just like, finally, I'm going to be able to go get my meeting. And he's like, on his way out. He's telling his girl, look, don't worry about it, babe. I'm going to get you to Florida in no time. Right. And he's like, I'll buy you a whole new wardrobe. Like, forget about your fucking clothes. But she, there's one coat she loves, your lucky coat. She's like, I want that coat back. Well, yeah. She got it right off Dusty Roads. Off, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, she had to do some ungodly deeds to him well, in the dumpster. I think any anything with Dusty Rhodes is ungodly. Yeah. Yeah. Even clothed. Yeah. Eating with him is ungodly. That's my favorite clue scenario. Dusty by the dumpster with a dick. With a dick? Yeah. Killed her with a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the big day. The grand jury's going to decide on what's the fate of Rick Daly. So he's, he's outside sweating, waiting for the verdict to come in. And guess what? Justifiable homicide. He had no choice. And he's just like, whoo! He's like, thank God. And Kojak goes up to him. He's like, you, you got off. You, you got lucky, kid. You know? And he's just like, yeah, man, I'm going to go get fucked up right now. And he's like, grabs him by the shoulder. How about you go to the fucking family of the kid you killed and say you're sorry? Well, I was going to do that, too, but I want to get a buzz on before I do it, you know? And, like, you can see right now, it's like, Kojak's having doubts now. He believed him, and now he's just like, I don't know. Right, right. Guy. Because Kojak knows the severity of his own character, where if he accidentally did that, the first thing he would do is go talk to the family. He's already taken shit from this family for this guy. Right. And now he's like, hey, you're innocent by grand jury. It's time for you to go eat some fucking crow with his family. And he's just like, yeah, yeah right after I go down to fucking Luke's and have a couple of, uh, you know, uh, bullets or something. Right. And so now we're back at the precinct. Kojak gets a call from Buczynski about those guns. He's like, I tracked down the guy. I know where he, he sold the gun that you found to a pawn shop. So, so they're going to meet up. So Kojak's walking out. And of, then, of course, this is the guy who called. And Kojak immediately answered and goes, you eating a sandwich, you fat fuck? What's going on? Like, I can't hear what you're saying over you smacking your greasy lips. What is that cheese I hear in there? Is you that nacho che- cheese? Are you having a Vinny's? You put cheese on a sandwich? Is that a toothpick? But as he's walking out to meet up with Buczynski, Rick shows Rick dodged a fucking bullet. Too bad the kid didn't dodge a bullet. (laughs) He dodged the bullet figuratively, and he got all uppity about it. He's like, well, uh, Lieutenant Kojak, I'm on death duty. I I was found innocent. Why am I on death duty? I should be. And Kojak's like, Motherfucker, you just got off. Like, chill. Like, take some time, process what happened. Maybe something you did wrong. Think, about, <laughs> just think about it for a little while. And he's like, "No, I need to be on the streets. I the streets to- need me. I, uh, I was born a cop. <laughs> I need to give up the law." Even Kraka takes him aside and goes, "Chill, dude. What the fuck?" Yeah. Like, so now we, they meet up at the pawn shop where that gun was sold. And this lady, this lady, she's a real character. She's not talking. She's like, I don't know what you. I don't sell guns. I because obviously this is an illegal gun. She'd be in trouble. Kojak knows that, but Kojak doesn't care. He's like, there's bigger fish to fry. So he's willing to let the. She, he's like using like a reverse psychology on her. He's like, hey, of course you didn't sell a gun. But 
maybe there was like a camel hair toe coat that you camel like, dick. What? What did you just say? Just camel say? hair toe coat? <laughs> what did I just happen? You said you said camel hair toe coat. That doesn't sound right. I said camel hair coat. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what that is. I yeah. got a camel hair coat, and he's like, and some some degenerate just put the gun. In the coat pocket and sold it to you. Meanwhile, we got Kraka. Kraka! And like another guy. Lichinsky. You saw Lichinsky. He was eating the fucking corned beef. That was it. It was yeah. Lichinsky eating yeah. the corned beef. And uh, they're fucking around with cameras. And Murray, you pointed it out. Right. Continuity. Hello. Yeah. It's the camera from the episode prior. prior. Yeah. It's the cam- well, it's Kojak's camera, the guy for his birthday. Th- this is actually came before the episode yeah. we did. We're literally doing the prequel to the episode we did the first time. Right. And so that was the camera his sister bought him, and we saw him fucking right. taking pictures of the family with. And then Wachinsky's like, I don't know. This looks like a hot camera. I think we're going to have to run this lady in. And she's like, what? well, I don't sell hot goods. And he's like, what? Well, you think you could come up with that camel toe coat? You were talking about? I don't know. Maybe there just happened to be a gun. And obviously, you knew nothing about it. And finally, this woman is like, oh. oh. She finally, yeah. He's like fucking breadcrumbing her. Well, yeah. And she's like, oh, I mean, yeah. Stavros did take off a chunk of his sandwich yeah. and leave it on the <laughs> counter. And she's like, oh, a delicious morsel. That's what you're looking for. The, you literally, they literally have a cartoon light bulb go off over her head. And she finally gets... Why well, Kojak's trying to get her to do. It was the red light special. Right. So. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she pulls out the ledger book that has all the shit. That that piece of shit took advantage of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look up his name here. And we watch our finger just go down a fucking, you know, directory of names and everything. And it finally lands on camel toe hair coat Frank Lucas. Right. And they, and they But no address. So now they've already they've hit another roadblock. No address. They made a big point of that one. Right, I don't know yeah. why. She, well, she was kind of like sticking it to Kojak. Oh, she was playing it both ways. Yeah. Meet me halfway. I'll give right. you the name, but fuck you. Right. That Also, that sandwich was pretty delicious. Where'd you get right. it from? So Kojak back at the precinct. Crocker comes in. He's like, yeah, we tracked down that Frank Lucas guy. Yeah, he... he died on the like the freeway or some shit in a car accident. So He's probably driving over 55. Yeah. You got to drive 55, everybody. So Kojak goes... Well, how about this? Because he's totally irritated. He's like, how about you check every time he was arrested, no, if there's any known accomplices, maybe they got the gun. Because now they know, because Lucas died like a year ago, so obviously he didn't shoot the guy. Yeah. So it's like, see if he's any known accomplices and, like, and let me know. Yeah, every cop who's arrested him, like, look up his arrest record, find a name, we'll follow that name, with like all of our internal cops, right. so Crocker goes down to like the evidence room. Well, or Crocker has to play dumb first. Right. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> sir? Go down to the evidence room or whatever. Yeah. Find the records. File room, I guess. File do, room. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And look up every name this this guy was arrested by and report it to me. And then next thing, next scene, Crocker's at the file room and we, he's looking at the reports. And what do you know? The, the patrolman Rick 
Daly's name is on one of the arrest records. Hmm. So Krakow's like, uh, sir, I'm going to need your phone. And they do a very dramatic slide and slow motion of the phone into his hand. It might, there might as well have been Because he does. knows he's going to get reamed up by Kojak. There, there might as well have been does flying behind this right. phone because it was such a slow motion shot right. and like into the foreground. It was very interesting. And Crocker even hitting it was the, 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 what the what's it called? Dumb. Rotary. Yeah. And you just start chun, 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 And you knew it was KKKKK. Oh, oh, oh. Kojak. Yeah. His number is Kojak. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. And so Kojak gets it. He's irritated. He's like, all right. And then I love it. when He, he just yells at Crocker for a couple seconds, hangs up the phone. I, I love one scene. He's talking to a guy. He just literally drops the fucking receiver and then just walks away from <laughs> it. He's like, Telly? <laughs> Telly really fucking chewed the scenery and everything. They made sure to be like, you're the fucking star of the show. Whatever you feel is comfortable for Kojak, do it. Because that plays out all over the place, right. and I That's love it. That's why it makes it. the show great. It's so And then good. Crocker has his mini Kojak moment where he just throws the fucking reports back at the fucking file clerk. He's so, dead. You know. Crocker probably got chewed out and reprimanded <laughs> and fined for it. Right. And he was like, <laughs> Anyways. The so, Kojak's got, he wants to talk with Daly's uh, partner, partner again to go over it again. Sam. All right. So they're walking down the street talking. Kojak points out, like, this is this had to be a telly move. They're just all walking by a marquee of a movie theater. Hey, have you seen that movie? And then he just goes back to talking. <laughs> he's trying to, he, this is him doing his Columbo. He's right. trying to disarm the guy with friendly banter and everything. And they're just walking around. He's like, you know where I got these shoes from? My wife bought me these shoes. And I'm like, that's Columbo all day. So I love it. And it works because Sam feels relaxed. And he's like, I don't know what all I know is my partner didn't mean to shoot anybody. He's like, what do you mean didn't mean to shoot? I thought he was in fear of his fucking life. How long? He's like, how many seconds was it between the first and second shot? And he's like, I don't know. Five seconds? Five seconds? He was in fear of his life. It should have been like one second if that. There's some fishy shit going. I don't like this stinks, Nemo. Yeah. I mean, he walks away. He storms off after that. And uh, Kojak's got to have a lot of time to think about this because we got to go check in on our villain. Yeah, Marty, He needs. he's going to Florida, but he needs some fucking money to buy some clothes for his lady. We saw that in his last scene because his lady was like, how are you going to get money to get us to Florida? Oh, I'll get the money. I'll get the money, sweetheart. Yeah, that's a better accent. And he uh, he just breaks into an old lady's apartment and going through. We just see literally mid mid rifle. He's just going through her fucking uh, jewelry, her Celine Dion CDs. And he throws those away. He's just like these are worthless. <laughs> and he and then the lady walks in on him, pulls a Tim, is like, "What the fuck are you doing going through my shit? You didn't even ask permission." And he pulls he flick that Foley artist again. Yep. Pulls out that pocket knife, <laughs> and they say, "Don't you do nothing, lady. You just calm down." And then he runs out, doesn't stab her. He's he's stabbing away. He was a gentleman about this <laughs> yes. old lady. He did but, doff his hat as he did it. But apparently, what happened was as he was leaving, he went out the front door, and the doorman. Started... Well, she probably called down to the doorman, you like, think "Stop so? that guy!" Yeah. Okay, and apparently in the seventies, the doormen were like, "Yeah, I'm willing to fight a guy." Well, it depends. If you got balls, yeah. Well, I mean, tech. I mean. They're kind of security. I mean, they're not going to lose they're their lives. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to dissuade, not fucking accost people. 
Well, I'm glad he did. If it was my shit, okay. Because he fucking yeah, like hey, just go. Hands t- tied. Hand, hands tied. So he starts struggling with uh, Marty, and then a cop across the street notices it. So he's like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? He starts struggling with Marty. We got this classic scene where there's a gun between them, and they're struggling. You hear the gunshot, and Marty gets shot in the gut, and he falls down. So you're like, wait a minute. If Marty is you know, the shooter of this kid, now he's dead, there's no way they can solve this case. No way. Oh man, this is getting this is getting a little too thick for me. So now we cut back to the apartment that they're hanging out, and Carol is like, "I got to get my clothes back. They're, it's important." We're talking about Marty's girlfriend. Yeah, Carol. Yeah. yeah. So she just huffs her way out. So she takes off, goes back to the apartment. Kojak, he's back at the precinct. He's screaming at Krakka. Krakka. And while he's doing that, Frank comes in. And is like, I thought. Daly was cleared. I'm hearing shit from like these other cops. There's like you won't give up on this case. He was cleared, Kojak. What the fuck? Frank! Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get to the, the truth. There's something fishy going on here. I need you to believe in me, Frank. All right, Kojak. Whatever that's that was Frank's always wrong. Whatever you say, Kojak. So now Kojak's like back in his office. Croc is walking in with his information and everything. And uh like he's like or no i think i think kojak was in frank's office and crocker walks in with the information and kojak's like fucking great tell him everything i gotta go because he's not he's a man of action he can't he can't be delayed by bureaucracy so now we're back at conway's apartment the stavros has been staking out there actually is a nice scene where stavros calls up kojak i've been here for three days i gotta pee and he's like you fucking loser! You're, you're gonna stay there. And I'm not gonna give you any like anybody, but I will make sure that your your plants are taken care of because that's the a, philodendrons, right? That's a running joke. Stavros is always with his worried about his plants. Wow, so. that came into T.J. Hooker too. Yeah. There are no crockpots though. There were no. I can't believe you remember that. Like there's shit. I'll talk to Griff ten minutes later. He's no idea what I'm talking about. He remembers a T.J. Hooker episode we did two years ago. Was it two years ago? It was. It was, it was last year. It was, Okay, a year ago. But I remember the philodendrons. So, uh, where were we? <laughs> so, Stavros is hanging out at the apartment. Yes. He's still going through her chain- yeah, teenage underwear. He's smelling the underwear. Yeah. Just, he's just lifting them. He's up. looking for clues, Griff. Well, <laughs> it's really funny because he's, he's dusting them. He's been there for three days, so he's gone through this multiple times. He <laughs> folds them back, puts them back in the drawer, sits in his chair, gets up, goes back to the drawer, undoes right. it like it's brand new every time. You that's might, how? Yeah. That's, that's his thing. That's, that's his case. That's what a detective does. You might have missed something. So, I, I imagine if he had. For Forest ta- taff for the trees, Griff. If he's if he's fixated on the underwear, he's got to take a break. Clear his mind. <laughs> We're gonna argue about me making a joke from a year ago, and you bust out Forest fucking Taft. I well because I remember shit. That the joke was you don't remember anything. That was the joke, Griff. I wasn't oh. shaming you about the. I was shocked that you knew the T.J. Hooker joke. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's like, you're busted, baby. So he runs her back into the precinct. There's a lot of going back to the precinct in this episode. She immediately gives Marty up. She doesn't care. She's a fucking poe. She's like, on to the next guy. Yeah, really. Marty Vaughn. B-A-U-G-H-A-U-N-T-F-A-L-M-N-N-O-P. And she's like, but I don't know where the fuck he is because they need this guy to fucking, he's got to corroborate all this shit, you know? So, because it turns out that 
Marty stabbed that guy because she was two timing. Because she's like, oh, she was two timing him with this this Conway character. Conway, yeah, he was a little bit sweeter in the heart. Right. He wasn't robbing old ladies. We go back out to the bullpen of the police headquarters where we see cops just like phoning around. They're trying to find Marty, right. get any kind of lead on him. I love this because you hear Crocker impersonating Kojak. He's screaming on the phone in the right. background. What am I, Marty's not around? Well, he's taking out all the anger he has toward Kojak on these guys. Yeah, really, Shit goes downhill, dude. Yeah, whipping boy, whipping boy, whipping boy. You right. know, it always goes downhill. Okay. Yeah, and we're, and we're learning they're getting nowhere because all the cops around town, their hands are tied. They think that they're giving a raw deal to Daly, so they're not helping anybody. They're not giving up any information. Right. They don't. They think they're putting the frame on Rick. Right. So they're trying to protect him. Again, back to blue. So Kojak stumbles in. <laughs> Another great scene. This this is such a fucking. This shouldn't be in our notes, but it's so important to Kojak's character. Right. So he's walking in on them working the phones. Kojak, like even Crocker, hangs up his phone in the middle of a conversation just to hear what Kojak has to say. Stavros even just walks in because he's got to be attentive too. Right. And he's standing over the desk of some other guy. I don't even know who it, it was. A Crocker. It was some other guy. Yeah. And he's just trying to ask, did we find anything about Marty? Stavros walks up with that beautiful little six-ounce white styrofoam cup. And then Kojak, without even looking at Stavros, just ignores He just puts his hand out, yanks the coffee cup away, starts drinking Stavros' coffee. And Stavros plays it perfectly because he looks down at his hand with that sullen look on his face like, oh, that was the last espresso of the day. Yeah, and, Star- and then Kojak just walks back to his office. It was so good. Yeah. That was, that was- How, it, would be, it would be better if he chugged it and then threw the cup at Stavros. That would. I think it was perfect the way it was, but it would. I think if we went into that, it would have got a little too silly. So now Kojak, he's meeting up with uh, Inspector Rocco, and he's like, "Look, man." Nobody's fucking helping us. We need this guy to solve this case. Can you put some fucking heat on it? We don't want to look like when 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 we get accused of shit, we just like hunker down and protect each other, even when we're guilty. We're gonna look bad. You gotta give me some help. The police force is not a fraternal society. We are above it. We're honor. This is what cops are supposed to stand right. for. Kojak's doing a sh- this episode again. Very important. This is really fucking good writing. That's why I picked it. And it's amazing episode, and it just hit me on so many levels here. But Kojak standing up like, yeah, I don't care if Grand Jury acquitted him. Like, this shit's sketchy as fuck. This right. is Serpico. I love Serpico. And Rocco gets it. He's like, I'll make sure you get any information you need. Everybody, everybody, like... Kojak must only understand that knowing nod that people give him, where they're like begrudgingly like, I don't like it, but you're right. Right. So the Kojak gets the news. Marty's in like uh, it's like a prison hospital. He's locked up. Okay. And he walks in, and he's like, "You're gonna tell me everything that went down." Kojak dressed to the fucking nines. Beautiful hat. He's got his tinted sunglasses on. He's got the cigarette cigarello thing happening here. He's like, oh, yes, Marty, some fucking small time. He's chewing him out. Small You're a punk. T- yeah. You're garbage. You're gar- you couldn't even join the Warriors. You're beneath the fucking orphans. That's and, and how he's low like, you are. And you know what? You're going away for life because you killed a kid. 
I didn't kill no kid. I wasn't even up on that roof. Your cop freaked out. and He was so scared of his own shadow. Yeah, and Kojak, he, he knows when to hold him. He knows when to fold him. And he never folds him. He always has his poker face up. And he turns around. He's like, "I wait, wait what did he fucking say? Because he was just playing at Stern. He was just like, yeah, you think you know something about that situation? Cause, yeah, yeah, he was playing dumb. He was like, yeah. he, you know, he thought the the Rick story was legit or whatever. Yeah. So Marty's like, he, he blabs everything. Marty basically admits that he was on the rooftop. No, Marty admits he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought Marty played it up like he knew about the cop, but yeah, he does. But he basically, but he did admit he stabbed that guy. He admits because he's like, "There's no way I was up there. I was stabbing the guy downstairs." Yeah, know? he admits to stabbing the guy, but never being on the roof, right? But knowing somehow that the cop shot at the shadows because he wasn't well, he heard, there. He, yeah, he heard the story. He just well, obviously, because he knew nobody was. He knew nobody was up on the roof because he was downstairs. No one. No one. So. He, he, so he knew that the cop just freaked out. He bitched out. So he's like laughing about it. And Kojak is realizing he's putting this all through his mind theater. And just like this scenario plays out perfectly. Like he never made it to the rooftop. The old lady with the four fucking three foot chain door was, you know, was telling a half truth because she didn't know any better. He's like, fuck, all this plays out. And Rick's Kojak, looking guiltier. Yeah. And Kojak's like, are you going to you're going to tell that to the grand jury? He's like. I wasn't even there, Kojak, because they got no evidence on Marty's. You can't convict me of murder if I was never there, and you got no evidence. To see if this was a Columbo episode, that's enough evidence. Right. But this is a Kojak episode. That's not enough evidence. Well, if it was a, uh, it was a Columbo, he would actually admit everything. Well, that's, yeah, what I, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. He just admitted I stabbed that guy, and then he was like, will you testify that? Because Kojak knows he won't testify. Whereas Columbo, they would be like, of course I will. <laughs> So Kojak's like, I got to I gotta talk to Rick. So he sets up a meeting on the rooftop of that same building where everything went down. And Rick shows up in his best Freddy Krueger sweater, which just tells you there's something wrong with him. He's wearing a serial killer sweater. Right. And he's like, you want to see me, Lieutenant Kojak? He's like, I just want you to go over one last time what happened. Yeah, I was just up here. I just wanted to like kind of feel it out a little bit more. You know, <coughs> just doing real police work. <coughs> and he lets... Fucking uh, Rick Daly, uh, Stallone, start explaining. Oh, yeah, sir, I came up here and I uh, opened the door and I was looking around. And, and I thought you were going to do the bird seat that, <laughs> not when, before I got to the part where Stallone was talking. I thought you were talking. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was, 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 was filling yeah, up a little bit. But yeah. yes, uh, during that whole fucking like, Stallone monologue, Kojak is throwing out bird seeds. And well, it, yeah, but you don't see it. You just hear this noise and he's flinching every time the noise every happens. Every single time. And then Kojak walks out of the shadows with a handful of bird seed and he throws it down. And so he's seeing, like, okay, this makes sense. This guy probably did just freak the fuck out. So Rick wraps up his story and he's like, of course, you believe me, right? I mean, I, that's not exactly how it went, went down. And then fucking uh, he reveals that Frank Lucas. Oh, wait, wow. Wait. Nope. That was my favorite fucking thing is that Stallone oh. finishes up. He's all like sweating and everything and oh, it just close ups on Kojak and he goes, nope. And as that happens, the older brother of the, the gun, the murder victim, murder victim, 
is up because somebody's got to feed the fucking birds. Right. So he and he and he's totally sure that Daly killed his fucking brother. So he's witnessing it in the background. Doesn't say anything. He's just standing there. And then they, fuck, they also all notice him. Yeah. And then oh uh, yeah. Then Kojak finally reveals he's like, look, the owner of that gun, he's dead, and you. He's been dead a year. Yeah, and you, uh, you, were, you collared him. You took his gun, didn't you? Because, because, because you didn't turn his gun into evidence. It just disappeared. Yeah, and then start fucking daily. Start sweating and shit. Like, well, uh, 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 all right, it was, but it was a mistake. All right, uh, there's nothing I can do. But he's totally there's no remorse for killing this kid at all. He's no. all worried about his career. No, he starts going into a monologue about well, again. I wanted to be a cop. That's all I wanted. All I want to be. And then I got to work with you. And then what am I going to do with my pension, man? He's like, just start fucking <laughs> the line. I'm the one under you. I was on my way to be on my wed. On my way to be a judge red. I was right there. I could see it. I could see my uh, fucking uh, lawmaker. Lawmaker? Lawgiver. Lawgiver. I could see it in the sky. And it was an accident. <laughs> I stood my ground. Shut up. This stuff, shut up just cuts everything down. You're a disgrace to every cop in this city. Because he played it out for him. He's like, you took the two extra shots. Right. You did this all. You right. staged this whole fucking thing. You killed a kid. That's forgivable in an accident. I understand stand your ground. Right. But what I don't understand is covering it up. You beg for forgiveness. You don't fucking cover it up. And the and then we just see he just uh, daily just leaves and the brother's standing there and he's like catatonic he's like he walk he did walk over and feed the pigeons yeah well yeah but he's like doesn't say anything he just yeah. st- like like a zombie just goes over and feeds the pigeons did you recognize him no he went on to be trash no I, I think you're wrong about that yeah you're probably right. So now we're back at the precinct. This is the 20th time we've been back at the precinct. Yeah, we've been here a lot. And we, we're in a locker room. We see this black cop talking to this other one. He's like, I don't give a shit how much of a dick Kojak is and he takes my coffee. I'm going to learn shit from this guy. That's true. And we see poor Stallone in the background daily. He's like cleaning out his locker. It's a very ambiguous ending to an episode. I'm not sure what happens in this ending. I love this ending, though. It's perfect because it's like all the fucking people we see being criminals today in our world of politics and everything who get to walk away from it because it's like we can't convict these people. Our hands are tied. This is what's happening here. I love this ending because we see Crocker and Kojak talking at the bottom of the staircase. That black cop that was talking about how great Kojak is. He's like, Lieutenant Kojak, it's very nice to meet you. Kojak's literally like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, he totally blows this guy off. And then he just, oh, my God, he talked to me. They're, like, squealing like girls. And then we see, he, then he walks up the steps, and then and Daly's coming down the steps, and they pass each other. And there's a look of disgust. Just like the last, the ending of the last episode. Look it at disgust was, yeah. his nephew. And then he walks back, and they turn around and look at each other, and then we freeze just, frame. Freeze frame. So we don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to get away with it? Is he going to turn himself in, possibly? I mean, Who I knows? think he got away with it. I don't know. I think he respects Kojak enough. He might have turned himself in. I don't know. I mean, the the brothers saw the the confession. He could. He, I'm sure he would come to the cops and say that kid's catatonic at this point. We, oh, you God. said it yourself. <laughs> he just jumped off the building. I think he <laughs> might have. Yeah. I don't know. So you know another classic Kojak. Now you know why I love this show so much. It is such a good show. This is a really fucking good episode too. It's on the title. What episode it is? 
My I, brother, my enemy. My Perfect brother, my title. enemy is the name. It's yeah. season three, like episode five, I think. I think it's episode three. But well, well, whatever, you'll have it. It's when, in season yeah. three. Yeah. And you have the title. And you will know because when you click on it, all that information will be there because that's right. how good we are. It's really fucking good. It was, this was really good. And we did it justice. We, of course, did it justice. Not even the parts that we fucking forgot what we were doing, but it was really good. Right. So there you have it. There, you're welcome. March More Madness has finally come to a close now. We ended it with a, we started it with a Kojak, and we ended it with a nice bookends to March yeah. More Madness. And we've got a conclusion to actual March Madness. We got a champion. I probably right. won a couple grand on the game probably. or something. Yeah. It's Duke. It's always Duke. Well, they got to do it because he's going to retire. Coach K. Coach K is retiring. So there you have it. Thank you guys for listening. And hey, we'll keep, if you keep listening to these Kojak episodes, we'll keep doing them because I love talking about Kojak. And I want to do that John P. Ryan episode. It's great. I thought you could do something like if you keep listening, we'll keep keep it warm, like their ears Mm. because they're listening. Yeah, but I never, I never end a tippy tap. You don't. That's right. Is it keep it cold then? Keep listening. Keep listening. Is that like the Fraser line? I'm listening as the Fraser line. Well, our finish. I guess keep listening is our end. Okay. Let's stretch this out a little more. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. All right, everybody. Bye. Till next time. I'm listening.